It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. It's Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. I'm going to get to you calls. I'm going to answer you emails. I'm going to talk to you about love and relationships. But first, first, I found an interesting quote online about relationships that I want to share with you tonight. It says, relationships fail when people take their own insecurities and project them as their partner's flaws. The guy Steve Maraboli who said that, actually. And I agree with that. Projection is what we all do to kind of um, defend ourselves from our own, you know, I guess our own desire to fail or, or to sabotage our relationship. So don't project too much. That's the message. Ask yourself, am I projecting or not? Great question to ask yourself. I should do that more myself too. Anyway, that's a little nugget to start the show. You call that next, 855-905-8255. If you want to share a romantic personal story with me, now is the time. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Imani. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Imani. So, I understand before the pandemic, something really romantic happened to you. What was that? Yes. Um, I was living in South Korea. I was teaching there. And this guy from college, this, um, we had uh, very, very briefly dated in college, um, an American guy. And he messaged me and one thing led to another very quickly and he flew out to see me. He flew all the way um, to South Korea to spend a couple weeks with me. And we had the most amazing time just being um, tourists all over, um, exploring so much and eating so much and drinking. And um, we have been together ever since. I'm, I love that story. I just I got to ask you, how did that make you feel when you saw him in South Korea for the first seconds? It was like no time had passed. It was like my heart was fluttering. It was I was so... Uh, nervous. I mean, he's he's always been so hot. <laughs> he's always been so good looking, and seeing him there, he was carrying a single red rose. It was like something literally out of a movie. It was just, it was so romantic, and um, it was just. I mean, he held my hand on on the way back, and it was just. Um, it was like no time had ever passed. We picked up right where we left off. I love that. Listen, the smile in your voice when you talk about him. He's very present, and that's a really good sign. So uh, thank you so much for sharing that very cool story, and uh, good luck to both of you for the future. Thank you so much, Simon. You too. Thank you, Imani. Bonsoir. Coming up, I am going to go answer Adam's email because a girl he dated a few times texted him with a question, and he doesn't know how to answer. So his email is next. So I got an email from Adam at therendezvousshow.com who says, Bonjour, Simon. I got a text from a girl that I dated a few times and she wants to know why I didn't like her. The truth is, I just found her very clingy and desperate, but I don't know if I should tell her that or not. Simon, what do you think I should say? Uh, that's a good question, Adam. If you have dated somebody and you don't want to date them anymore and they ask you why, should you tell them the truth or not? I'll tell you what I think. Next. Have you ever been on a couple of dates with somebody and then realize you know either not your type or realize they were too clingy or realize you know just didn't like her that much or didn't like him that much and then you never see them again and they reach out to you and said hey can we see each other again should you tell them the truth of why you don't want to see them 
or not? That's the question that I'm asking me in this email at therendezvousshow.com. My answer is simple. No, don't hurt anybody's feelings. Never, never hurt people's feelings. The best you can do is just say, hey, listen, we had a great time. You know, I'm just seeing somebody else. That's it. That's all you need to do. Everybody understands. Nobody get hurt. And everybody can go on with their self-confidence intact. And I think it's important. Do good to feel good. That's my philosophy. So no need to tell her the whole truth. Just say you're not available anymore. And that's that. You call the next. If you have a question for me, please call the rendezvous now. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Lorraine. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. So apparently you miss drama in your own relationship. Um, what does that mean? Well, just where there's fighting and heartache and um, doubt. And I'm with someone now and it's just so comfortable and easy and... It's it's just it's wonderful, and I almost I almost don't understand it. I see. How long have you been with the dude? Um, about five months. Okay, you guys don't live together, right? Well, almost, but not not yet. No. Okay. Are you bored stiff with this guy? I'm not bored stiff, but I'm almost worried if we don't fight about anything. It's I, th I thought all couples fought. It's just very steady. There's no level. So, yeah, it does kind of get boring. It's almost boring. It's almost boring. How's the ooh-la-la? It's great. <laughs> the ooh-la-la. It's great. Great ooh-la-la, but boring relationship. How interesting. And not enough fight. Well, I mean, it's so early on to say it's boring. That's not a good sign. Here's what I would do if I were you. I would just give it a bit more time. Uh, don't start fights. Don't be aggressive. You know, no need to be provocative. Um, maybe psychologically this is not your type. Maybe, you know, it's not meant for you. Maybe you need the passion. And some people, you know, thrive into passion arguments and fights and keeps them together for the rest of their life. And maybe this guy needs a much peaceful person that likes, you know, just the mm -hmm. everyday routine and no big fight, no big argument, no yelling, no passion like that. Just, you know... So why don't we give him another three to six months? Don't move in with him. Don't do anything legal, and just see how it goes. If you if you feel even more bored in three months, I say call it quit. Okay. I mean, I really okay. like this person, but I do. Well, we'll see if you like the drama more than him, right? I mean, in, in another three months. <laughs> right. <laughs> were, you, were your parents very dramatic? Um. No. Not no? really. Okay. Not even. Okay. Well, they right. talk about Ma politics, but that was about it. I understand. Okay. All right. Well, I say let's give him a couple more months and then see how it goes. How about that? Okay. Okay, great. That's well, okay. good luck to yeah. you. Be peaceful and then follow your intuition and have a good night, okay? Thank you, Simon. You too. Coming up, I'm going to answer Dana's voicemail who has the question to understand what a guy really means when he said a certain thing to her. So her voicemail is next. So you know that 24-7, you can always leave a voicemail with your question for me at 855-905-8255, and I will get to it, just like for Dana's. Take a listen. Hi, Simon. Love your show. My name is Dana. I listen to your show every night. My question to you is, what does it mean when a man says, I love her, but I'm not 
in love with her. And especially if he is a married man after 30 or some odd years. What does that mean? Thank you, Simon. Would appreciate if you answered that on the air. And again, love your show. So much insight. Listen to it every night. Then I thank you so much for the kind words and for your question. Yeah, what does it mean if a guy says he loves somebody, but he's not in love with that person? I'm going to explain exactly what does it mean next. So I got an interesting voicemail from Dana who says, you know, Simon, what does it mean if a guy loves you, but isn't in love with you? Really, that's the question. What does it mean? Or if a guy says, you know, I love her, but I'm not in love with her. Same question. It means, Dana, that the man has an affection, a deep affection for you, a love, as a love for friends, but doesn't have the desire, the in love, the butterfly in the stomach. When you say, I'm in love with somebody, that involves romance. You're not in love with your family members. You're not in love with your friends. You're in love with your partner. But you love your family members. You love your friends and stuff like that. That's the difference. In love implies romantic love. Just love implies family love or friendly love. That's the difference. Romantic love or not romantic love. That's exactly what that means and defines. I hope that helps answer your voicemail. Thank you, and your calls are next. Bonjour, Tanya. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Tanya. What's going on in your relationship? How can I help? Yeah, so um, my boyfriend that I've been with over a year now, we have been through the whole pandemic together, and he is a first responder. And um, so obviously he's a wonderful human being, a great guy. But because of everything that's been going on, his schedule has gotten absolutely insane. He works near 90 hours a week. He's exhausted when he comes home. I mean, there's no time for us to really even hang out because he's so tired. So he just falls asleep. And um, yeah, and I'm having to hang out with other people to try to just have some sort of connection. And I just, I don't know. Is this something that I should really think about for my future? I mean, this could be his schedule for a while, mm -hmm. for years. So mm -hmm. I'm just not really sure what, what to do. I mean, what, what do you think? Before I answer, um, how do you feel about it? I mean, I love him so much, but I'm starting to wonder, you know, we have been thinking about getting engaged, and I'm just wondering, is this is this something I need? Do I need somebody who has a 9-to-5 who who can be there for me? And what if we have kids? Mm -hmm. Are they going to, is he going to get to go to their baseball games or, and things like that. I'm just kind of starting to think long-term, is this the sort mm -hmm. of lifestyle I can handle? I, I understand totally. Those are valid questions. Uh, and Tanya, you know him, I don't know him. What should be the answer to that? Do you think things are going to change for him after the pandemic? Or do you think, more importantly, that you know, slowly but surely, your attraction, your love, your commitment and your hopes are fading away, and you start to think, I need somebody else. Where do you stand? Because of everything going on, I I think I'm going to have to communicate with him on a day that he's off and really talk about it and see if it's going to get better or if this is truly going to be his schedule for a very long time. But if I, I get too overwhelmed, I think we would we need a break. Now, just between you and I, 
in your intuition, do you think you guys need a break right now? Honestly, I feel like we're getting very close to a break. I think it's time for a break. That's what I think. I think it's time for a talk, for a break, and we assess the situation. And so think about it. And when you're ready to have the talk, have the talk. Be honest. It's good for you. It's good for him. Nobody loses when everybody's honest. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. You're most welcome, Tanya. Good luck to you and have a good night. You as well. Thanks. You know, leads me to a question. When you're in a relationship, how do you know it's time to push the pause button? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever been in a relationship? Things were difficult, got worse, and then you wonder, how do I know it's time to push the pause button, take a break, you know, reflect on things? Don't break it off. Don't break up. Put a pause in the relationship. How do you know? Well, here for me are the, the, the red flags. When it's more painful than joyful, when you have so much to talk about that you are afraid to talk about because you think it's going to explode or break it up completely that you don't even know how to start the talk. When you have accumulated a lot of negativity towards each other and you need time to first cool off. That's how you know, right? Because never have a conversation on the heat of the moment. It never helps. Aggression versus counter-aggression creates war, not peace. I know this personally because I've made so much mistakes, and that's one of them. So let me share a story to illustrate that point. Personal story, coming up next. Have you ever been in a relationship and things were going south, and you know, but you stayed in it for the sake of staying in it, and you wonder, how do I know it's time to take a pause? Should we take a break? I don't mean break up. I mean take a break, you know, 30 days off uh, to reassess, right? So, you know. I know now what are the signs that I've described to you, such as, you know, suffocating. There's so much things you want to talk about, you don't even know how to start. It's more painful than joyful. There's no more ooh-la-la and just, you know, you can't stand each other and too much aggression in the house. So I know that because a couple of times in my life I was in wonderful relationships, but, you know, things go south. And instead of taking a break and taking a time to cool off first and have a talk, I would always want to be right and talk about it right now and kind of relieve my anger. And that never worked in my favor. Actually, I got dumped like an old sock. And so don't do like me, do better than me. Don't have arguments in the heat of the moment. Cooling off is a solution to have a much better argument. Uh, you calls are next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Will. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour, Will. Uh, what's going on with your girlfriend? How can I help? Well, my girlfriend and I, we've been dating for uh, about a year and a half here. And see, the problem is she, well, she loves me. And, and, and I, 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 I love her too. But she has this deep and absolutely unconditional love for me. And I don't think I was ever really taught to be vulnerable uh, and open like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess my question here is, uh, do you know any steps I can take to start being able to meet her on that level and to be that open and, and willing and vulnerable. Okay, um, maybe. Let me ask you this first. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you think your girlfriend loves you? Oh my God, she's a hard 10. Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you love your girlfriend? See, you know, I, I want to put me somewhere like a 7 or an 8. You are in love with her or you're not? 
I, I am. Okay. What are the signs you feel you are in love with her? What is it that you feel that makes you say you're in love with her? Well, uh, I get excited when, you know, I, I get to see her. We, I, I guess I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, well, she makes me feel comfortable. Uh, I, I'm not used to feeling like I can be myself with people. I understand. Um, do you see a future with this woman? I guess I do, but it's like I feel this push-pull from feeling like I should see a future and that I shouldn't see a future at the same time. I, I don't even know if that makes sense. Uh, I understand. There's a resistance inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you an advice, very personal, so it's, okay. it, it's, it's important just to think about it. I think... Your questions are wonderful, and you should address it with maybe a therapist. Why? Okay. Because those questions relate probably to your past and not your present girlfriend, right? Something that you've experienced, uh -huh. the way you've been loved or not loved, I don't know. It's something that you would explore and like unknot all the knots that stops you from loving fully and enjoying this relationship fully. It's not so much about her. It's about you, you know, doing the work with a therapist. And disclosure, I've had a therapist for years, and I love him great help in my life. But I think you are perfectly positioned now with the questions you've asked me to dig into your own life, your past, slowly but surely with a professional and to, you know, like I would say, clean the past to kiss the future. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree. That's really good advice. Thank you. You're most, you're most welcome, Will. Thank you for calling. Good luck to you and, and, and have a good night. You too. I love your show. Thank you very much. I got a good question to finish the rendezvous tonight. If you go on a first date and you have a really great time, are you going for the kiss or is kissing off limits for now? Let's talk about that next. So after many years of dating, I've been wondering what you thought about this. If you go on a first date with if you go on a first date and you have a really good time, do you go for the kiss or do you think kissing is off limits uh, for the first date? I want to know what you thought. Um, I posted that on my social media at Rendezvous Radio, and interestingly enough, 55% of you said, no, I'm not ready yet for kissing after a first date. 45% of you said, yes, I'm going for the kiss. I'm part of the 45%, and you know it. If I have a great time in chemistry, I'm going for the kiss. I just think it's just the natural conclusion on a full first date if you have chemistry. If you have chemistry. If you don't, forget about it. You don't want to embarrass yourself, but I love kissing, so I'm going for it. Anyway, thank you so much for being with me tonight. Thank you for spending that precious evening tonight with me, and I wish you une bonne fin de soirée. A good evening. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.